if it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone. Why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody, we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior? It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moskahanna Bonsa Mana Blitz Boskowitz. Whatever the hell his name is. Hello, kids. There's everything. Hello. I mean, you figured it out, huh? Fucking dude. I, I just noticed I've had no e- It's 1030 in the morning and I've had no emails. That's unusual. I Most mean, people are up my ass. Business? What does LTI stand for? Lieutenant Technical Issues? What's going yep. on? Check, check. Yep. Can you guys hear me? Oh, you sound oh, you've good. A, you've got oh, a nice yeah. big dick. Goddamn right, I sound good. That's Listen, all sure. Sure. Every tone. Sure, you should be on the radio. Oh, no, wait. Uh, they, stopped, they stopped that. Yeah. Yeah. I should be on the radio. Oh, it's like velvet, Mike. That mic. No, that, that definitely rocks. So deep and creamy. Yeah. Well, you've got the same mic, don't you? Yeah, but I don't have the same voice. Your voice sounds so good. Well, all you have to do is smoke two Marlboro 25 packs a day and drink an entire <laughs> bottle of Jack Daniels before noon. Hold on. Let me write that down. Years, that? <laughs> and you'll have almost the same, probably better voice because the cigarettes are better now from what I hear. Oh, oh yeah. Cigarettes are better. Sure. That makes yeah. sense. Did you yeah. go no filter? I used to smoke Pall Malls back in the day. Just rip the filter off, you pussy. Uh, you know, might as well buy them without wasting. You know, I don't want to ruin the planet, so I just bought them without them so I didn't litter the ground with my filters. You know? <laughs> what about the menthols, kid? The green pack of Marlboro yeah. menthols. Illegal. Canvas high. I tried the I tried the Newports for a while. I just, oh. you know, not, uh, yeah, menthols wasn't my thing. Illegal. Rich. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but for the 10 years I smoked them, they weren't. <laughs> Does anybody smoke anymore? I feel like I, I like oh, back yeah. in the day, oh, like God, I, yeah. I, I, I remember thinking like cigarette butts were a part of the beach mm-hmm. and they're just not right. there. They washed up like seaweed and shells and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 No. Um, People still I, smoke. Just, just go to Walmart and look outside. They just right. have to hide. Exactly. They have to hide it now. You know, they right. have to, they've, they've built little fishbowl tanks for their area that they have to stand in or, or uh, sectioned off like 50 feet away from the domicile or whatever. And, uh, you know, so as soon they'll it's be so, hiding it's so in stupid. Caves, it's so stupid know. to think about how restaurants used to be smoking section, no smoking section. Are you fucking kidding me? Which was <laughs> like, hilarious. it's not just going to travel over here while I'm yeah. having my eggs Benedict. The best part was the no smoking section on planes. That was oh, the God. greatest thing ever. <laughs> You're stuck in a tube in the sky, and right. uh, and you've got the back of the plane. It's like the back of the school bus where everybody's lighting up, you know, butts and stuff like that. And you're not breathing in any of that smoke, right? No, no. Between yeah, the smoke, food back smoke then, knows to stay in its own section. It's just like oh, the coronavirus. It knows right. what right. concerts knows. venues are, and it knows what restaurants are. Exactly, Josh. You can play hockey. <laughs> it's an amazingly intelligent football. virus. You're right, Josh. It knows what an actual music venue is and what a yeah a restaurant that has the occasional guy playing brown-eyed girl is. And speaking yeah. of coronavirus, the last time we were all in the same room, we were at Mistress Carrie's house, and Carrie's our guest this week. That's right. right. Hello, Mistress Carrie. Are you guys recording? Oh, we, God, we, from, we, we don't have intros. We just this go. We, we do. Just it's not yapping. like your oh. podcast that has like this really like You're sweet, professional. You know, and then you, you kind of like give a little background and you do the sponsor. No, this is just like we just dive in. We take and, the, the Joe Rogan approach. We just right. 
Right. Without all the um, billions of dollars. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. This cost <laughs> us, wait, nothing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we do have to thank sponsors, though. We do, we, do, we do have to do that because we like to get that out of the way up front. Um, oh, let me get my our, coffee speaking of sponsors. Hold on. Do it. Do it. Uh, but we've got a, a, an awesome website now at breakingtheicepodcast.com that Nicole and Invoke Media made. And actually, Josh just ran off to get coffee from uh, our friend Matt owns um, Wolfpack Coffee and Invoke Media just redid his website so you can buy your coffee if you want it. Right. Wolfpack um, Coffee owned by vets, run by vets, and it's delicious. Right. I right, got right. to that. I've resorted to drinking my coffee out of mason jars here at the house. Oh, oh my God. God. You've you got to get a hold of Matt. At least you're not peeing in your mason jars and saving it. You know, no. at least you're, yeah, that's good. No, no, no. Ooh. Okay, good. Uh, this, also, little, this little straw contraption for the top of these mason jars is like the greatest thing ever. Wow. Like it. it looks uh, like a two, bomb. Two, two more to mention. Uh, Chris over at Garage Doors Plus. I've been laughing at his social media with the shitty garage yeah, door. with the video. And then yeah. the new garage door. So Chris at Garage Doors Plus and then Joe at Boston Exterior Remodeling. They do all the shit. If you need mm -hmm. it done for your house, get it done. Those people are awesome. Yeah, they need to call me too. They're the yeah. company shit I would call. Due to my house. They're the company I would call if I want my house to look like the Enterprise from the original series. That is something <laughs> they could probably easily, they probably have done it before, you know, at least. Yeah, know we, we, is, you know. we figured out in the last episode, so um, Mike's garage is just falling apart, but he's working on other things. And he said, look, when it's time, I'm going to have Chris from Garage Doors Plus do a whole Getty Lee garage door. Mm -hmm. And yeah. now... He's telling me that Joe from uh, Boston Exterior Remodeling can now redo your house like the Enterprise. I mean, you're going full geek. I love it. Live the dream. Live. If you're going to do it, do dream, it. All right. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Right. I mean, Go the entire time you're a kid, you're like, I can't wait to be an adult so I can do whatever I want. And right. now you're an adult. I'm going to have cake and ice cream for breakfast. I'm going to have do it when you're young, you're immature and you're not, so, you know, you're not spending your money right. When you're older, you've earned that money. If you want Getty Lee on your garage door, Mike Shue, that's right. do it. Fucking that's Getty right. Lee on your garage door. It's going to look I want, like a I, I want something door. from Star Wars. I want something from Star Wars in my house. I'm going to call one of those guys for it. Oh, you definitely <laughs> have to have a, a Mos Eisley cantina. Right? House, oh, my right? God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know, get the band with the giant foreheads and eyes and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be you just, I want uh, the Muppet wall with yes. all the Muppets at the beginning of the show and all their yes. little things with Waldorf and Statler up. Yeah. You know what you need in your studio? You need a little balcony for the, for uh, what were their names again? For the Muppet the Mistress? Yes. <laughs> you gotta Where's the Muppet Mistress? It's right there. Hold on. I'm going to get it. supposed oh, to be funny? Yes. Uh, the last time we were over at Carrie's house, Josh made a good point. We were, uh, we were oh episode God, freaky. It was episode three because <laughs> you and I did one at my house. Then we went to Mike's house. <laughs> then we went to Carrie's. And I remember Wednesday and uh, Muppet Mistress were hanging out on the dining room table. And you well, made oh, a I was, I'm grabbing my own boob over here. Whoa. I didn't feel yeah, the Muppet. Very, this is very hot that, for like Jim Henson. Oh, wait, dead. hold on, hold on, oh, hold bad. on, Mike. Where's oh, the racist cock? Where's the racist cock? Oh, you know what? I left my cock downstairs. Go, go get oh, it. Go God. fucking get it. Oh, Go get it. The racist cock has to meet Jesus. fucking. I mean, Mistress I mean, Carrie Muppet. Doing this podcast without the racist cock to help us out is like having a gun without the safety on. You just right. It's not safe. See, we all have props, Carrie. Hold on. <laughs> oh my god, that's this one is, of them. This is one of three. This is Speedy. Jen when is when 
Are you fostering out all these cats or are you becoming Danielle and just going to keep them all? Well, what happened, I, we had the four and I'm I gave them to cat Danielle. Right, I'm going to be the cat guy. Um, and we, I gave all four to Danielle, who was awesome. Um, her her organization with cats oh, is fucking amazing. Follow her on social media. No. Um, Danielle Murray. never do that. To, it's a toy. I'd never do that. Oh, God. All right, I'm back. Dude, what? Sorry. What? My wife. Yeah, oh my like, God! She touched with that did up she there touch with the, the racist cost? No, she's like, "What are you doing up there with the door closed with the the chicken?" <laughs> I have no pants <laughs> on. That's what's happening. Don't ask questions. Yeah, oh, I'm, yeah, not, I'm not. I'm not doing anything. Hold on, you got to there. You go. The racist cock meets fucking the mistress muppet. All right, so Shu oh, and Gary have puppets, and me and Isaiah have animals. We have live <laughs> animals. <Right. laughs> so I have to walk Wednesday out of the studio when I'm in here because she barks and and. She just wants to sit on my lap so that she could just snort into the microphone. That's like that's awesome. all she do wants it. to do. That should be the next the thing about my work. Door. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants to sit on my lap and snort into the microphone. Whoa, whoa. You know. So to answer your question, Carrie, I gave all four to Danielle. She socialized them, did the first round of shots. It was a little slow with COVID, so it was like about a month. We took four back. Spanky went with. Uh, you remember Nikki Zarella? We worked with Nikki before at at, yeah. uh, at Intercom. Her sister took one of the cats, which is awesome. We've got three. Speedy is uh, staying. Chetta is staying. And Jet is going with another friend, Stephanie. So we well, will end up with Jet two. Jet is basically a cast member of this podcast at this point. Oh, hold on. We, we got to get the stuff. Josh made a fucking t-shirt for the cat. Oh, geez. Really? And you can't just like that. a merch king. Right? Yeah. Anything you say can and will be turned into a t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Yeah, careful what you post online. Because it could end up on a T-shirt. Absolutely. I know. Hold on. What has become with all of our lives? This. Know, right? Look at us. Yeah. I'm over here choking the chicken. You know, Isaiah has become a cat lady. Jesus Christ. You know, you're grabbing the boob of a doll that looks of like yourself? you. That I know, of yourself? Of myself. Story here. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh has a cat named Santa that he stole from Dover, New Hampshire. I, di I didn't steal. It's called rescued. I put my own life at risk. And <laughs> was it in somebody else's house at the time? No, oh. she, no, okay. she was in the woods eating, okay. eating dirt. Okay. <laughs> Had a name tag and a phone number. They just cut it off and ran. What is this doing? What is this trash doing on this? I'm so glad that Josh's life is still a mess and a total disaster because <laughs> if, if we lost WAF and then his life became awesome, that just would have been... Yeah, I would have given up. I Josh told, loves I Corona been, because because yeah. we oh, weren't doing but, all this before Corona hits. We've been doing this since fuck for four months now. He loves coronavirus. He oh, loves I'm the lockdown. So pro Corona, dude. Everybody's gonna live like me now. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's gonna do a fucking podcast in their basement. <laughs> Trying to get so the what, second wave going. Well, What's uh, the before uh, we continue? Before we continue, I know we already talked about breakingtheicepodcast.com, but uh, yeah. remember, if you can, please subscribe to the breakingtheicepodcast.com and rate us. Uh, give us a five-star rating. Uh, we have ways of tracking where you live. We'll come and where your your face is. I'll send fucking Russia after you. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, and we're big in Istanbul for some reason. Carrie's really? in seventy-six countries. I know. Seventy-seven. Carrie's I got another one this week. Tour. You're yeah. in fucking Ray Bork territory, baby. 77. Woo! I didn't even know there was 77 countries. I <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can they What's hear you in Star that, Wars land? I get the updated map, <laughs> and then it's like, 
I, it allows me to highlight the ones that I got, but the yeah. ones that I don't have, it doesn't highlight and identify them. So I'm cross-referencing with a world map, trying to figure out what countries hate my podcast. <laughs> like, come on, man. Somebody's got to know somebody there. She's well, like, I, don't looking at, I was just looking at our podcast map, and I thought we were doing really well in Florida, but it was a coronavirus map. So. Uh, oh, yeah. shit. We're huge in Florida and Texas. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> no. No, we're dead in Arizona, actually. Where, where are we huge, Josh? I haven't looked at the map yet. Uh, America can't. I'll, I'll pull it up right now. On my America. Phone. Did you say that's a great sales pitch? Where, where, who America. listens? America. We're big in America. <laughs> Nobody listens to China. 93% of our listeners are in the United States of America. Okay. That's helpful. Uh, 3% Canada. And then we got oh. Australia, United Kingdom, and Ireland. So Istanbul has dropped. Oh, no. What the fuck? Yeah. Polish, I don't think they like cats. Sweden. Oh, God, I didn't know we had that many. It's only the English-speaking countries, apparently, that'll listen well, to us. They're all, Carrie, they, oh, we got they Mexico. They all understand Carrie's language for some reason. Wait, <laughs> Wait we have Mexico? Do yeah, we, we Mexico? got Mexico, but the re we got 17 white countries and then Mexico. So oh, boy, we got to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> we got to work on that? Where's the diversity? <laughs> this is where the racist cock comes in, so we'll just black it all out if we say stupid shit. Yeah, we got to work on diversity. Oh, wait, we have an Asian guy on the show. I think we're doing okay. Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, you've got to show that picture. Oh, my God. You've seen the T-shirt, right, Carrie? Which one? Mike, shoot the T-shirt. Right? <laughs> we're in a apparel company now. Jesus, which one? <laughs> it's the picture of Mike in high school getting his, uh, he's getting his tuxedo. Oh, yeah. a fucking T-shirt oh, about I it. Yeah, it's and glorious. Wait, and wait till you, I mean, tell me he doesn't look like the lead singer of a fucking Asian Duran Duran. Yeah, he's like that. in flock of seagulls. Right, exactly. I think I have a Lou Diamond Phillips vibe going on. Ooh, you totally do, Mike. Jean jacket. Okay. Come on, La Bamba. Totally do. La yeah. Bamba all fucking day. We've got the guy from La Bamba on the show joining yeah, us. Thank how you. you. How's your career? It's great. I have no like my hair. It's not there. <laughs> How's Buddy Holly doing? <laughs> you're holding a cock on a podcast. How you I know this is, what, this is what my career is right now. Right here. <laughs> So, look, Carrie, Carrie's got her own podcast, the Mistress uh, Carrie yeah. podcast. Which I is do. So quality. I mean, if, I mean, if you ass. go over to listen to her podcast after you listen to ours, you'll realize <laughs> what a quality podcast sounds like. I hey. mean, it all matters. <laughs> You know, and there's only one of me. You guys got a whole staff. Yeah. It's a whole, uh, this is a staff? <laughs> More than I got. I got a staff right here. You have, hold on, two okay. dogs, your mother, you have roommates, and a, and a doll. <laughs> <laughs> your mother's the executive vice that, president. Man. The other people, are, you, you've oh got a full God. staff. We're in, we're in three different places, and we have no clue what we're doing. <laughs> So you, uh, you're on, you're on, we are you on weekly? You're on weekly, right? Yep. Yeah. New episodes every Wednesday. Right. And so, so far you've talked to people, uh, you start off with Brent from Shine Down, and then you talked to Zach from Shine Down and Corey Taylor. Corey yeah. Taylor was awesome. Yeah. You have, uh, you've had, uh, Tommy Vexton who was on the Breaking the Ice podcast. Yep. Yeah. You had, uh, DMC from Run DMC on Daryl McDaniels. Uh, am I missing anybody here? Oh, uh, yes. The uh, first Sergeant Jonathan, Jonathan Hill from um, uh, that movie, The Outpost. He was portrayed in that new movie, The Outpost, that's out on, on demand right now about the Battle of Cop Keating. And hearing his real life story about what it was like up there and what life was like afterwards um, is a real companion piece to the movie. So if you've watched The Outpost, because it's a fantastic movie, 
But if you watched it, you got to go back and listen to episode five of the Mistress Carrie podcast because it makes it really personal. There were only 53 Americans up there and he's one of them. And he received the silver star and the purple heart for his actions that day. And uh, it's just an unbelievable story. And it really humanizes everything that our troops go through in preparation to get deployed. And then what happens when you're deployed, especially with something like that. I mean, this battle is taught at West Point now because it was such a horrible battle from beginning to end and then to hear about his struggles coming home with post-traumatic stress and him being such a mental health advocate it it's it's really a powerful episode i'm really proud of that one i'm proud of all of them but i'm really proud of that one you know, it must be I, really I cool say, that- i have to say that i the what you just described and knowing that guy's story i feel incredibly stupid sitting here with a rubber chicken on my lap oh stop it like what have i done with my fucking life He'd be the first one to make the cock jokes, though. He would totally appreciate you having a cock in your lap. Oh, you feel God. stupid. How do you think I feel? I get nervous screwing in light bulbs because I don't know when they're going to turn on, and I hate it. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what's cool, Carrie, is that you spent all, all I mean, your entire you know, radio professional career at WAF and, 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 and supported the troops, and nothing's changed. I mean, the, the, people that don't know the inside of radio or the inside of personalities you know, I know, you know, knowing the two of you prior, you know, before working with you, having listened, and then working with you, you're real fucking people. And there's a lot of that that doesn't go on in radio, a lot of fake bullshit, but you're real people. And what you believe in goes to any platform. I don't care if you're doing a podcast, a movie, a radio show, or just sitting in the living room, you're always supporting veterans. So, and it proves it right there with one of those episodes you're doing on your show. And, you know, talk about some of the other work that you, you do and you still currently do to support our troops. I know you were a big supporter and still are of home base. I do some work with them. Um, talk about some of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it. it's just always been instilled in me growing up in a family that was military and first responders that, you know, it's incumbent upon all of us to pull our weight however we do that. And I'm not physically eligible for military service. I can't say that I ever would have joined but it just was never an option. So I just looked at whatever platform that I had is being, okay, well, that's my part then. That's what I can do. And obviously after 9-11, I mean, Mike was at WAF with me. It was like we completely shifted gears and we really wanted to make sure because so many of our WAF audience members were in the military or join the military or we're working here at home in some first responder capacity. And so it was just a matter of taking care of the people that were taking care of us. And um, so it's just, it's something that always has brought me joy. I, my uncle, my dad's best friend growing up, my uncle Froggy, I've talked about him in the past. He got drafted and uh, was in Vietnam in the Central Highlands of Vietnam in 1968, which is the worst time of the war. And um, he was a LERP, or uh, Long Range Reconnaissance um, Patrol, which is basically a Green Beret, except he didn't have the training to be a Green Beret. He just did the job. Came home with a Purple Heart, got spit on at the airport, was one of those people that threw his uniform away. And I remember growing up watching him react to things like fireworks and stuff. And he's still alive. And I'm actually trying to get him to let me interview him for my podcast. He's in his 70s now. 
And he's, it's a story that inspired me so much to do a lot of the work that I do. And stories of that generation of veterans, they need to be documented so that future generations understand what not to do when it comes to helping our military and supporting our military. And so I, I'm trying to get him to let me to, you know, let me interview him so that people can hear his story. Cause it's not, he's not the only person that had that experience. And no. so I, I grew up with that and with my grandfather and my great grandfather and my cousins and, you know, my boyfriend now is in the military. And so it's just something that I just always wanted to do my part. And so I've, I've always worked. I mean, we helped at WAF um, build the first house for homes for our troops. The guys from right. just came out with us. They've built over 300 homes now. Um, That's and a great organization. I work it's with them. It's an amazing organization. Amazing people. And we were there helping them build their first house right here right. in Massachusetts in Middleborough. And um, so, you know, I've worked with Home Base. I've worked with Project New Hope. I've worked with, uh, I mean, there's so many. And, and most recently, you guys brought up the War Room earlier because we recorded the last time we all were together. Love that room. Love that room. So I started a video show called Cocktails in the War Room, yep. and it was a nightly show for 81 days straight. Mike Shu helped me kick mm -hmm. off the final nightly show, but now it's a weekly show every Tuesday night at 8.30 live on my Facebook page. And I made Cocktails in the War Room t-shirts to benefit the Massachusetts Military Support Foundation and their Food for Vets program. And out of my dining room, we sold almost 800 t-shirts and we're able right. to donate 5,600 bucks to help feed veterans. And right now, those veterans that are in the most need of food assistance are World War II, Korean War, and Vietnam veterans. These veterans are also the ones that are most susceptible to the coronavirus. And they're also the ones, when I went down there and toured the facility, which is in the warehouse right next to Gillette Stadium, the crafts, right. by the way, have done... <clears throat> unbelievable work with this organization they're allowing food for vets to do all of their packaging and all of their distribution out of the warehouse that the crafts own to store you know the decking that they put down when there's concerts at Gillette yep. they have that big white plastic decking they had to buy a warehouse to store that and all the chairs and stuff they moved all of that stuff to one side of the warehouse so that food for vets can move into that warehouse at the crafts own and when I went down there to tour that facility, they were also saying that this era of veterans are also the ones that are most likely to get laid off and furloughed because of the coronavirus and the ones that are least likely to get brought back as the economy recovers. And yeah, so yeah. this food what, assistance- what, I'm sorry to interrupt. Why, yeah. why is it that, that, why is that a fact? Um, they're saying that, and this is coming from the organization, this isn't, you know, something I'm making up, but they're saying that these older veterans are most likely the closest to retirement age. They're also um, capped out and making the most money. And so companies right now in a lot of ways are using the coronavirus to downsize payroll and downsize personnel. And so somehow, 
it's getting rationalized that they are letting go people that are on the older end of the spectrum and the ones that are making the most money. And, and if they're going to retain employees, they're retaining younger ones that are used to making less money or willing to work for less money. That's discrimination. That, that's, that, that shit well, shouldn't be happening. Of course it is, but you have to be able to prove it. And you also got to right, get right. a lawyer and these people are in need of food assistance. It's not like they have access right. to legal counsel to be able to actually make us think about it. And so they were saying that veterans that are over the age of 50 or 55 are the ones that are in most need of this food assistance right now. But what's amazing is that the volunteers for the Food for Vets programs, the ones that are actually going to the warehouse and packing these care packages every day that are getting distributed to veterans around New England are under the age of 50. So young people are get coming out and volunteering their time to help. So food for vets, that $5,600 that we raised from the cocktails and the war room shirts. Um, if you're a veteran and you um, are in need of food assistance, you go on and you apply. And when you get accepted, there's all these distribution sites. So you can pick the one that's closest to you. And then you go there. And they give you two boxes of food. They give you a box of non-perishables. And then they give you a box of perishables. And those boxes combined are enough food for two people, three meals a day for two weeks. That's great. Just game-changing if you are struggling. Ends <clears throat> meat right now. And there's just no reason why our veterans, especially our veterans that are older, um, our Vietnam, Korean War, and World War II veterans should be struggling to eat right now. It's just yeah, ridiculous. That's that, wrong. That, that, it's yeah. totally wrong. It's, it's, it's interesting. You're talking about this today. Yesterday, you know, one of my clients is the Disabled American Veterans of Massachusetts, and I work with Dan Stack and his whole team. We were just talking about that program because that program, the DAV, sends volunteers to that to package things up. So I was on the phone with Deb from the DAV and Dan because we're actually working on uh, partnering with the DAV, another partner of mine that build showers for homeless people, people that literally haven't showered in, in, in not just veterans, homeless people in general, but there's a huge homeless veteran population. It's massive. It's, we it's just, embarrassing. It, it, it's so embarrassing. And, and, and Mr. Kraft actually donated $50,000 to this organization, supportthesoupman.org that I'm working with. And this guy, this guy, Peter, lost his son to an opioid addiction. He was homeless in Bangor and he died. So Peter's made it his life's mission. And Yesterday, the conversation came up. Mr. Kraft gave $50,000 for one of these mobile showers. You know, where can we put it? I called Dan right up at the DAV, and the conversation, I have a call this afternoon to partner up with the Crafts and take that shower, you know, to multiple places. You've heard of what stand-downs are, where they do that yeah. for the homeless folks. Yeah, and they do it better think in Worcester, which is right. another mm -hmm. fantastic organization. Yeah, I, I love it. Like, you and I have been on the same wavelength with this for years with the work I do with the VA, and it's like, I'm in a similar situation. I, I didn't serve. I'm a civilian. I did not, but I'll do my damnedest and try to help and use whatever platform. And I just, the point I was making is I love that you're, it continues from WAF to what you're doing. Keep doing it. It's fucking awesome. Keep Carrie, fucking doing that, it. Carrie, is that foodforvets.org? No, the, well, no, it's a, it, the Food for Vets program. The yeah. website is massmilitarysupportfoundation.org. Okay. And they have food distribution places in Agawam, Barnstable, uh, Danvers, uh, at Devon's. Um, in Foxborough, Haverhill, Methuen, Sandwich, West Springfield. There's even one in South Paris, Maine. 
And what they were telling me is that the biggest expense, because there are so many companies that are so generous in donating um, food and non-perishables. Again, Mr. Kraft uh, supplies all the cardboard boxes for them to pack up these things. But the biggest actual cost and expense um, for the Food for Vets program is the fuel for the trucks to move these things around, not only to go and collect the donations, because they're working with the food banks, they're working with everybody, but to get all of this food around to the distribution site where they can be packed up and then getting these boxes back out to the actual veterans. And so um, that $5,600 that we raised from the Cocktails in the War Room t-shirts, that's what it went to. And I went down- Good. I went down and and um, and and walked through the facility and watched how organized it. And they worked with a dietitian to make sure that these are all balanced meals. Mm-hmm. And right. so the the volunteers go down with these little buggies, and they're told how many pieces from this pallet, how many cans of this, how many boxes of that need to go in each one, so that. You know, they're not just getting like boxes of macaroni and cheese. They're getting balanced meals and they're also getting dairy products and fresh produce so that for two weeks, for two weeks. And they, you know, once they get um, registered, this is this is a no touch process as well. So that you don't, if you are afraid to go out, if you're elderly or if you know someone, an elderly veteran in your neighborhood or community that maybe is an internet savvy or, you know, maybe is um, dealing with mobility issues, you can get this food to them and they don't have to worry about exposure with the virus, which is just huge. And, you know, I looked at something like that, watching all these volunteers putting food in people's trunks in the parking lot of Gillette Stadium. And I was like, how can we not, you know, I know, I know how you guys are too. It's like, didn't you feel fucking useless when the world was shut down and we were all sitting in our living rooms? Like I was yep. so used to being one of those essential workers that was just at the radio station trying to figure out what to do. And this is the first time in my life where I was at home. I was like, I feel fucking useless right but, now. But you did something with it. You, yeah, you, you, you turned around and you did something. Yeah, you did something. You, I, I know, you but you guys know what I mean, though. Oh God, yeah. Oh when God, yeah. Because when you had the to jobs that we right. had, right. Right. we right. would right. go to work, and and we would be those people that were out promoting these charitable endeavors, supporting Being the information on the radio people relied on. Yeah, so supporting mm-hmm. the essential, the you know, the essential workers and all of the people that were out there, whether it be the plow truck guys and the. The, you know, the DPW guys are out during the middle of a blizzard and the tow truck guys Mm. or after the marathon bombing or after 9-11, like anytime anything was wrong, we were always in the studio helping to try and do our part to make it right. Right. And then being at home, being somebody that just got stuck. Yeah. And I hated that feeling. And so the people in the war room really galvanized together and bought these t-shirts and I packed them in my dining room with my mom and my godmother and like your staff. I told you you had a staff. I didn't know about the godmother. She's on the payroll. (laughs) (laughs) I fed them in meatballs. Oh Oh my God. Mm. Guys, remember the lasagna she fed us? I was in a fucking coma the entire way home. So good. (laughs) Hey, at least you didn't stay at her house for three days this time. 
Yeah, no, no, no it's no, nice but, not having him just laying on my couch. No, you know what's great about that? I'm actually in a better marriage this time. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Maybe so I wanted I. to go home. Oh, oh you wow. are too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so the podcast is going great. You, you, uh, we were over there when we did the third episode of, of Breaking the Ice podcast. We, we were over we at your were house. We were joking about the world ending, and then it did. Right. And then we it did. I know. We were like, ah, oh, this yeah. will be. I, I think I it's knew the so next week. It's so embarrassing. Go back and listen to that right. episode and listen yeah. to how many jokes we were making, and it actually all came true. We were oh, such right. assholes. You know what's amazing <laughs> is that I, I remember joking about, like, soon we'll all have designer masks, like Gucci will make masks and, and Louis Vuitton and stuff. You were totally right, Mike. Everybody's got uh, a branded mask now. Daryl McDaniels from Run DMC was telling me, because I was like, dude, tell me you got Run DMC masks. Yeah. And he just started laughing. He's like, of course we do. Of right? course we do. He's supposed <laughs> to be sending me one. I can't wait to get it. You know, my do we wife have Breaking the Ice ones? With, uh, what, what, do, should we get those? Uh, no, not yet. I, I don't know why we haven't yet. I'll get on that. and Because the fucking make... things are coming from China. Can you fix that? I want a mask with Mike Shoe's 80s flock yeah. of seagulls picture yes! on it. Just, just the hair. Not the face, just the flat, just the, hair. Just the mullet, the flat top, and the mullet. That would be. You guys fantastic. all know who or Grumpy Cat is. My wife loves Grumpy Cat, and she got one. It's the, it's the Grumpy Cat coming through. It just says six feet, people. My Man, overnight, the home. coronavirus. You've turned into a crazy cat family, huh? My, yeah. My wife Things change. With a, uh, with a kiss mask, <laughs> she's got like all four of their port, like the from the. No way. Yes. Out of that CC Lowell's here in Worcester, they got a whole bunch of different masks. But yeah, she came in. I'm like, oh. How do I get one of those? Oh, thinking, I want one. And I'm thinking, okay, I just whined that I don't have a mask to right. stop me from potentially infecting someone with a deadly disease. Okay. Correct. That's how I'm going to bitch because I ordered now. one from the Red Sox fucking a month ago and it's still not here. Speaking of the Red Sox, did you, have you, did you watch Nesson at all this week? Anybody? No, no, I don't have cable. They have. Oh, times are tough. Okay. No, no, not at all. It's great. I got rid of it <laughs> and whatever streaming I need. But I, that's the one thing I miss about not having cable is Nesson. Get, uh, well, get, get the Roku. It comes. Anyway, point, point being, so, so uh, uh, TC and the guys had cameras at Fenway yesterday, and the way they're extending the bullpen, it's just fucking so weird to look at. You've got your bullpen bullpen. Nine players will be in the bullpen. And then let's take the luxury seats. If you're looking at the Red Sox dugout from, from the pitcher's mound over to the right, They've built this whole metal structure, and the first seven rows will be like the players are literally going to be sitting behind home base or, or to the right or left of home base, and then through the duck. It's so surreal to watch. Like, this is how you're going to have to fucking yeah. play professional sports. You know yeah. what, it's, though? If you're going to make that much money, just quarantine these guys together. Like, if you're willing to pay me $10 million a year to play baseball, Put me like John Travolta, boy in the bubble, and just lock me up with the rest of my team. Well, they're doing and just that. let me they're quarantine doing, they're, together. Well, they're, they're doing that. They're doing the that. NBA in Orlando, right. they've got the bubble. They call yes. it. Yeah. You know, well, I'm talking about this, about this is on field. Just, this is on just, field. Yeah. Just think about this idea though for a second, Carrie. So you've got a bunch of professional athletes who are basically man boys <laughs> that are getting paid millions of dollars, and you want to keep them in a biosphere somewhere all right <laughs> think about the weirdness that is going to happen you know what i would lock myself in a biosphere with you assholes if they paid me that kind of money <laughs> hey you do it for a fucking normal salary how dare you this is this is just, it's it'll just end badly all right these guys will be sneaking in and out they're bringing in the hookers and they're not going to be able to stay in the bubble and everything like that yeah uh, this one is of them gets coronavirus and ruins the whole thing and then the rest and then they're all unemployed again 
I'd worry more right. about STDs than coronavirus if you put like oh, yeah. thousands of professional athletes in, in, a, bu- in a bubble. Oh, somewhere. yeah, a bunch of kids with too, too much money really quick. And I don't get why like the hockey players took so long to agree to where they were where their bubble was going to be because they were worried about being away from their family too long. I was like, aren't you away from your family? Yeah. Like during the full season. Also people in the military are away from their family for an entire year and they make like what? Seven bucks. Right. (laughs) Right. Quit complaining. Yeah. Right. Seriously. All all of them. It's just, it was just different to watch Nessa to actually see how they're structuring. So what we know Fenway park, you know, the next time when you turn on, Nesson on July 24th for the first home game or whatever it is, it is going to look completely different. Yeah. Watch Nesson if you get a chance. I haven't, I haven't watched any sports channels or listened to sports radio because there's fucking nothing going on. But yesterday was like, oh my God, this is going to look gonna, fucking it's weird. It's going to affect play too in all the sports. Yes. Because you've got players that thrive off that energy from the crowd. The crowd gets that yep. chant going. They start screaming. You know, they're out there. They're waving their arms. They're rooting them on and stuff. And then you've also got players who, you know, who have a tough time with that kind of pressure in a live right. kind of performance thing. Now it's going to be reversed. So you'll probably see different performances out of different players. Those who feed off the crowd are now going to have to kind of mentally, you know, work things out. And those who are like, this is my ideal situation. Cause all I want to do is play baseball. I don't need some guy throwing batteries at me in right field. <laughs> right. Or calling me I was filling out the whore bag or whatever, you know, the so, UFC fighters said that it was really weird. They could hear the guys in their corner. Yeah. Like telling them what to do, that they could actually hear coach instructions and trainer instructions because normally those UFC fights are so loud. Right. Right. And they could hear the opponent's trainers and what they were telling them to do. And so you can't tell me that that's not affecting the outcome of the match. Right. And and they can hear Joe Rogan saying what they're doing while they're doing it. Oh, While he's right. doing the announcing. Oh, did you see how he hit him? That's like that tarantula in Australia. <laughs> oh, my. He lays his eggs in your eyeball. Is Jamie, that bring up, up that video of that spider eating the giraffe baby. That's fucked up. If I didn't take 8,000 milligrams of CBD before I came on here, I'd be a fucking mess. I love that we're all making fun of Joe Rogan right now, and he just got paid $100 million for his podcast. Hey, fuck oh, him. my. God, <laughs> we didn't get that offer yet. We're working on that. Josh yeah, has got some things. That. Yeah, I, I've sent some emails. Yeah, yeah. I think if we get Lenny Clark on one more time, then we get that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought edge, this would right? do it. I thought yeah. this would do it. We need a little cross promotion, Carrie. Yeah. I, hey, listen, I'm I'm on it. Who who's um, so who do you have? Do you have anyone lined up yet? I know it's like every week being like working with you and stuff. It's like sometimes you got something going for weeks in advance. Sometimes you you know some people back out. And, yeah, sometimes something falls in your lap. Like, yeah. um, well, this week that the new episode is Des Fafara from um, Devil Driver yeah. and Coal Chamber. Yeah. Nice. Um, and it's really really interesting. Obviously, the metal fans are gonna love it because it's Des. Right, and he's but, a super interesting guy. With an incredible story. He's yeah. very intelligent. He's very articulate. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah. even if you don't like metal, that you are going to listen to this interview and be like, this guy is like all over the place. Like, I want my podcast to be that thing where, remember in the, the when Behind the Music was like the biggest thing? Yeah. And you would watch a behind the music of an artist you didn't even like because you can't believe that that's what their story was. I want the podcast to be like that, where even if you don't know who the person is, you might not be a fan of their music or whatever. 
I, I'm really trying to have the interviews that I'm doing with these people be more than just talking about their records or their inspiration. Right. Like I'm really trying to make these interviews so that you feel like you know that person a little bit better than you did when it started. Good. And he's a super interesting guy and, and how he looks at the world. He's a Freemason, which I had no idea about. Can you imagine wow. Des Bafara as a, in the, in a lodge? and he's not just a Freemason. He's an active Freemason. Whoa. And so I was just like laughing because I was like, dude, like the Didn't guy that face and neck tattoos and the <laughs> hair down to his ass. Well, the Freemasons aren't that stodgy, you know, old guy with a cigar. No, not at all. But just the uh, just try to imagine him in the lodge with all of the other dudes. And he told me a story about how George Washington was made a Mason by his own gardener. Oh, wow. And so and so you know, that the, that the Masons kind of look at everyone as being the same. And so the, just the image of like Des from Devil Driver in a Freemason Lodge. Right. Um, it's just really, he, he's a huge American history buff. I was telling him about the house in my neighborhood where Lafayette stayed. And he was oh, wow. like, oh my God, really? And he's just a super interesting guy. And um, talking to him about... He had a really severe health scare with his wife that started late last year um, and what it was like as a man to have to nurse his wife back to health and take care of her when women are known to be such nurturers and men are known to be such protectors. And, you know, I said to him in the podcast, like, you can't protect your wife from cancer. So... What is it like as a man to, to have that helplessness where there's nothing you can do to protect her from this and now all you can do is nurture her through it? And right. having him talk about that, there's just some really interesting things in there that I think everyone um, could learn something from. He's, and, and I've known him. He's one of my oldest friends of all of the bands we played at AAF over the years. I met him really early on. Um, yeah, he's always been chamber. Friendly. yeah yeah he's been really does he is he sober completely sober now he is um sober when it comes to alcohol and like any kind of hardcore drugs right, right. he's, he's a marijuana proponent yeah. and that's the only thing that he does he doesn't drink anymore he doesn't do any of that stuff but he smokes weed i got blueed with him in his trailer on that first devil driver tour they were opening up for super joint ritual at the palladium and uh this is like, this is Des. Des was in Cold Chamber, and they were like doing Ozfest, and they were huge. And then, so he starts Devil Driver. He goes, why don't you come on out to the, to the bus? We'll hang out. We'll smoke some weed. I'm like, okay. And it's not a bus. It's like a camper. You know, like, he just like started like, at, you know, he just went back to basics again. And it was just like camper with the push out thing. And, and we went inside, and he was like, he had these like really good bottles of wine. We're drinking wine and stuff. And and uh, I remember walking out of that thing like, okay, I know I'm in Worcester. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sure high. Direction I should start walking at this point because that's touchy in Worcester. You know, you're in, you're in Marblehead. It doesn't matter what direction you start walking. You're in Worcester. If, like that could be, yeah. you know, that could be a life or death situation. We were talking about that Cold Chamber album, Chamber Music, which if you go mm -hmm. and look at the album cover, that's his wife, Anastasia, that modeled for the cover of the album. Oh, really? Okay. They recorded that album at Longview Farm Studios in Massachusetts. Yeah. And he told me all these crazy stories. He's not the only 
only one about how haunted that place is because I had spent so much time there with Seven Dust and Coal Chamber. And he was talking about when they were recording up there that a bunch of us, we all got into a limo and we went to the Palladium to go see the Deftones together, nice. which was just crazy. But Des used to have somebody make him um, cookies like weed the most weed, potent weed cookies <laughs> of course. and that was the first time that i ever had really good like edible anything and I, we talk about it in the episode and i was like dude remember those cookies and he just started laughing and i just remember sitting there because i ate one and then i was like I can't get out of this chair. I can't feel my feet. And then I was like, Des, when is this going to stop? Like, they're friggin' ugh. So you're I, in the same condition like, as shoe. You're like, I know I'm in Worcester. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I can't feel my feet. It's so slow, you know? So oh, I was in that recording so studio yeah. and they had these big plush leather couches. And I just remember like that leather couch giving me this hug and I just sat there for like, hours. So high. And if you go back and listen to that cold chamber record, like that's what he was eating while they were recording that record. Some people so, can function like that. I don't know how. I just, you know, I do the same exact thing as you care. I just melt. I'm like that anti, I'm like that anti weed commercial. You know, she's talking to her friend. You, you were so much uh, cooler, you know, before you started doing weed. And she's like melted into the couch. I'm like, yeah, but you know, you know, hot tub time machines even funnier now than it was the last time I saw it. So whatever. Some so we talked about a lot of those old times too, which was really good. Who's That's a awesome. guest that you, who's a guest for the, for the Mistress Carrie podcast that you really, like one that you know is going to be hard, but you really, really, really want to have on? Right here. Oh, I got, oh, uh, I got oh, Chris Taylor Brown's number from Trap if you want that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys only, see that that record sold 600. 600 copies this week? Yeah, a lot of chatter, a lot of chatter and 600 <sighs> records sold. How many did it sell in Istanbul? 42,000. <laughs> <laughs> Istanbul's getting love on the show. Yeah, um, no, but seriously, who is that one guest? I mean, obviously you sit there every week. Who's that one guest that you know will be hard, but you're like, I really just want to have a conversation with that person. Oh my God. There's so many Top people. One, right? I mean, right. if you're talking about like my, my Mount Rushmore of yes. dream guests, like yep. I want to interview a beetle. There's only two of them left. I want to interview a fucking oh beetle. Oh my God. Like <laughs> that is, I mean, if we're talking Mount Rushmore of, of music guests, Ringo oh and Paul McCartney are, are like at the top. I would love to talk to Robert Plant. Um, I would love to talk to the ACDC guys. They're celebrating. Did you see all of that stuff that they're putting up on their YouTube yeah, channel yeah. celebrating the 40th anniversary of Back in Black? There's so Fucking much cool awesome. stuff. Oh my God, yeah. I mean, I would love to talk to Axel. Getting to him is almost impossible. Right? I've interviewed Slash multiple times, but talking to Axel would be amazing. Um, but you know what? It's it's not even just about like the big famous artists. Like there are so many amazing artists, musicians, just interesting people. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It doesn't have to be the top. Everybody top, has that you their, know is interesting. Yeah, everybody has these amazing stories. But like, um, um, you know, I I mean, like Ringo just celebrated his 80th birthday. Like I would, cool. I would literally sever an unimportant digit if I could interview like Paul McCartney I would it would just oh my god you saw you saw that James Gordon uh thing he did with the, you know in the car with Paul McCartney on yeah. his show. oh my god that is fucking amazing everybody cries I cried I was like what is this would, would you cut off town? 
would you cut off the Bigfoot or the little talon? The Bigfoot's part of the company name. You can't do that. Yeah, but you know, come on. I said a digit, so maybe the little toe on the little foot or yeah, something. Don't fuck with the, the dude. The, the Bigfoot needs insurance like fucking J-Lo's big, ass. The Bigfoot is not going anywhere. Did you guys see Zappos in their announcement today, by the way? Did you see no. this? No. See, for people like you, this you wouldn't even notice this news because it doesn't affect you. Zappos announced today that they are going to start selling shoes one at a time and in mismatched pairs for amputees and people that have two different size feet. Oh my like God, you? Karen. This is such a huge yeah, thing for yeah. me. Because <laughs> Carrie has to buy two pairs of shoes. Yeah. Every time she goes shoe shopping. And, you know, as a woman, shoe shopping you know, that's like, that's like breathing air and grocery shopping. You know how much you know? money I spent in sneakers training for the marathon last year? Because running shoes aren't cheap. So every right. time I had to buy a new pair, I had to buy two. So Zappos announced that they've partnered with Nike, Converse, New Balance. There's like five, six, seven uh, shoe manufacturers that are part of this program. And that's it's... Awesome. It's to make it so that people that have drastically different sized feet or amputees don't have to buy shoes right. they they can never use. That's and what's the name of the and what's the name of your company now? Bigfoot First Productions. Boom. There we go. And do you still sell send your unused ones to Corey Taylor? <laughs> he doesn't want the shoes. He just likes the foot. Yeah, he's just a foot the guy. Foot. Just you were talking about. Off. I was. I was talking to you last week, and you were. We were talking about uh, where you're going to be going as far as uh, website and merchandise. Talk a little bit about you know the, the where the Mistress Carrie podcast is going and what you're going to be doing. So now that I got MCHQ built, which is where I am right now. So now that the studio is built and the podcast episodes are established every Wednesday, those are the long form podcast episodes. Right. Um, Cocktails in the War Room is an established video show now that you can watch live on my Facebook page. But if you don't have Facebook, um, you go to the Mistress Carrie YouTube channel because I record the shows and put them up on YouTube as well. Um, then I have guests. So this week, um, I had Mark LaBelle from Dirty Honey in the War Room with me. Nice. And if you miss the War Room, I put those interviews up as what I call after action reports up on the podcast as well. So the audio is out there. Um, then I'm going to start. So the next phase of the expansion um, is going to be mistresscarry.com, which is almost finished construction right now. That's going to have um, so much stuff, photo archives, audio stuff. It's going to have um, an event and concert calendar. It's going to have all of the stuff from my podcast. It's going to have an online store, which is going to have a whole new line of uh, Mistress Carrie and Cocktails in the War Room merchandise that I'm working on designing right now. So there's going to be Cocktails in the War Room barware. And um, I'm working Can I get a on shot glass. Yeah, we're working on that stuff. Nice. Beer koozies, all of that kind of stuff. I'm working on some dog stuff. Wednesday, my pug is going to have her own little corner of the merch store. So there's going to be dog stuff. Don't you have to have a dog to have dog stuff? I have a dog. Mike, you were awfully friendly with, my, with, uh, with Wednesday in the war room. She was sitting on your lap. You were making uh, little googly no, no, faces at her. She liked my skin cream. That's what it was. It was Whoa. kind of creeping me out a little bit. Yeah. You love Wednesday. We all love Wednesday. Eh, Wednesday. 
Got I'm going to uh, have uh, the Instagram page is awesome for Wednesday. Oh yeah. You can follow Wednesday. She has almost 800 followers on Instagram. Now Wednesday oh the goth hug is our handle on Instagram, which is hilarious. Oh, I you wear clothes because I know Mike's shoes on your dogs and stop <laughs> signing them up for social media accounts. Christ. Let him be, so I'm going to have t-shirts and this is, where my, this is where Mike walks off the show. Give it about another yeah. two minutes. He's got to get up and fucking storm off. <laughs> so there's going to be like hats and all kinds of stuff. I'm working on Halloween stuff. I mean. Awesome. Well, of course them, you are. People <laughs> Halloween stuff, Christmas stuff. Um, there's going to be a lot of purple stuff, obviously. Love it. Um, I am working right now for any of my military and veteran friends. I'm working very hard on a line of Mistress Carrie Silkies. So for all, those are the little silky military shorts oh. that the guys wear. Um, they call them ranger panties. They call, call them silkies. <laughs> like that scene in Top Gun where they're all shirtless playing beach volleyball and they're wearing those little military shorts. That those that's, are that's when I get up and go get a beer. I'm oh, out yeah. at that point. Yeah. I'm gonna have you to. You can get be my wingman that. any day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on Mistress Carrie's silkies right now. So there's a lot of that coming out. Um, there's going to be Mike, Mike, will you wear some of the mistress Carrie silkies on the oh, show? You guys are we, should do a, we should do like a little promo video for breaking the ice with us playing yes. volleyball shirtless. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yes. Listen, we promote you. You promote us. It's all right. good. We're going to get some. Mike you guys can model silkies. all the mistress Carrie yeah. merch, especially the silkies. Yes. Yeah. How to tank a business. Get us to do some shirtless, uh, modeling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And now Jimmy, Boom, Jimmy get, Boomsauce puts up some fucked up shit. He'll he'll be all over that. Oh yeah, he'll he'll get a hold of something. Now, <laughs> if, if you do get Ringo on, are you going to go live cutting the digits off, or so, you know what? I mean, then I'm going to need some of Dez's weed cookies. I think to make that happen for sure. But how many Hi, Ringo? Digits, thanks for coming on the show. I how many digits for uh, Pete Best? Oh yeah, <laughs> Pete Best. <laughs> That's your first question. So, how do you think Pete Best felt about you taking his spot? Oh, man. Well, Pete Best, actually, later Left. on in life, Pete Best actually said it was the best thing that ever happened to him. Oh, okay. Of, no, oh, well, he, he, he turned it around this way. So he, he said that I would have never met the woman who is my wife now, and I never would have had the kids that I had. Right. And I love them so much. And, you know, he said that he loves, he loves his life now. He can't imagine being without the people in his life, and that never would have happened if he got kicked out of the, if he didn't get kicked out of the Beatles. That's what his therapist tells him. To yeah, say. I was gonna say, how many oh, sessions no. did that take? No, no, no. Hi, I'm Pete Best. I'm the drummer for the Beatles, and and now I'm out of the fucking Beatles. But yeah, that's like wonderful. Elon Musk saying, "Hey, do you want to be a part of this Tesla thing?" And you're like, "No, get away." Yeah. And then no, I'm good. Oh, oh God. It didn't really work out all that way for John Lennon, Josh. That oh. fame and stardom has a price, too. That's, that's very true. <laughs> Mike, drop the mic. That's what that's I'm right. talking about. And you know, like, he is right when it comes to those. I mean, look, you're a fucking beetle, you right. know? Oh. There's all kinds of stuff and privileges and money and things that come with that. But, but negative, but negative. But there is also a lot of negative stuff when it comes to not being able to do anything normally and go outside and that kind of a bubble and dealing with the stalkers and all of the dangerous stuff that comes with it. And right. Although I wouldn't mind trying just for a little. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to give that a shot. Yeah. That bank account, you know, way. You know what? I'll get a fucking bodyguard and I'll suffer through that kind of money and fame. Sounds okay. Jesus Christ. 
Didn't right, Paul guys. McCartney go through a wife with a wooden leg? I mean, he's fine. No, well, yeah, she did have one leg. Yeah. yeah, you're fine. You go through fucked up shit. You're a beetle. Yeah. But he also lost a wife that he loved to cancer. Okay, yeah. there's ups and downs, ups and downs. Yeah. Right. right. So awesome. then speaking of music, so, so one of the things that I'm working on too with the podcast and one of the ways I'm expanding is, um, especially now, I talked to Mark from Dirty Honey about this in the war room. Dirty the Honey, biggest, right? I love that band. Yeah, they're awesome. But a lot of the big established bands right now, they're not able to tour and whatever, but right. those guys financially, career-wise, They've already established themselves, so they're going to be able to weather this storm. I mean, a lot of the bigger bands have these massive staffs that are now furloughed and stuff, but they, their music catalogs and whatever. But these newer bands, not only was it already hard losing radio stations like WAF to be a platform for these bands, but now with the coronavirus... They can't tour. They can't open up for bigger bands and get exposed. So one of the things that I'm working on and one of the, the fourth quarter kind of expansions for me is working out a way for me to shine a spotlight and introduce people to new up-and-coming artists um, so that people will be able to kind of find those new bands that they might not um, have otherwise heard about. And so that's one of the that's things, great. trying to carry on that tradition that WAF had for so many years about breaking some of these new bands that I'm working really hard to create a platform um, to be able to break those bands as well. So I'm pretty excited about that too. Good. Nice. You're kicking ass. I think yeah. the puppet just moved. Yeah. I th Your I puppet I just moved? Too, Did you just say my puppet? What? No. Just racist cock. Play the racist cock. Oh, I misplaced my cock. How do you oh. fucking misplace the cock? <laughs> Oh, I got I got called out uh, last week on the show. You were you were mentioning Mount Rushmore. Uh, I I said that Aussie Paul put that thing up on social media. It was actually Timmy Boomsauce. He had a picture of me and Josh and uh, and and Mike. And then the fourth one was the racist talk. Oh, nice. Oh, right. Well, there you go. I mean, look yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna cancel culture and pull the presidents down, we might as well fucking throw yeah. our three asshole faces Mount up Cockmore. there at a cock. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he said either put God. the cock up there or where's my cat or put Cheddar because Cheddar gets some love these days. Nice. Yeah, speaking uh, of those guys, before we go, uh, we got a couple messages if you want to play them. Yeah. Oh, do it, do it, do it, do yeah. it. You can go and, uh, and leave us voice messages on breakingtheicepodcast.com. It takes you over to the anchor platform. You can literally call and say whatever you want. I love go that. It, right? Well, yeah, just wait. Let's listen to them first before you <laughs> see what they say. Well, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, for some reason, it doesn't have the names this time, so let's just see what happens. Okay. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's your good friend William here. Two things. One, just wanted to shout out the baddest bitch in Boston, Mrs. Carrie, who I know is sitting right there with you guys right now. Yeah. Hi, Carrie. Love the Hi. podcast. Love the cocktails in the war room. Miss you on the air. And secondly, Mike, I wanted to give a possible contribution to your Italian hoagie odyssey that you've been on. Uh, oh, yes. There's a little place, God, I can't remember exactly where it's located, but it's uh, in Southbridge. It's called uh, Margos. It's a little deli. Uh, I used mm, to go there right. for breaks on. Um, I work all the time. Um, never actually had their Italian sub, but from what I've heard, it is pretty damn amazing. So, might be something you want to check out. All right, guys. Good stuff as always. Keep kicking ass. Much love. Rock on. William, thank you so much for the support and thanks for the tip on the subs. And my doctor thanks you. Now, do you go mayo on that again? I forget. 
Oh my God. I do a little mayo, sometimes I, oil. Oh my God. If we were in the same room, I'd stab both of you with my pen in the neck. Do you neck. Hey, guys hey, not know how to eat an Italian? You don't I, have I mix it up a little bit. You mix it up a little bit. Idiots. And you know, it was right. bad enough. I never know what's going to set everybody off. Whatever. You don't Is this when you walk off? You haven't walked off the show yet. I put mayonnaise on my Italian sub. Disgusting. You're a you can sad. walk out too. You get up and walk putting, out too. Putting mayo on mortadella, you know? I mean, does that even that's like ugh. I mix it like, up sometimes. All about your your oil and vinegar, salt and pepper and some hots, right? Yeah. Oh, hot. well, I prefer the hot relish. Banana peppers are good too. I like those. Those are yeah. so good. Yeah. But but oil and vinegar and salt oil and pepper. And vinegar and yeah. spices, that's it. Okay. Nothing else. No mayo. That's how it's no, supposed no to be. Mustard, you know. Mayo goes with certain things, just all not. All right, all right. Play another voicemail before all he right, starts right. fucking crying. It's Margo's. Thank you, Will. Will's awesome. What's up, Shu? Josh. What's that other guy's name? Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isaiah. Hope you guys enjoyed your holiday. Enjoyed your week off. Look forward to this week's podcast. Hey, Isaiah. Want to get some treats? Pachetta. Yes. It was a little choppy, but I could hear treats in there. So treats, Pachetta. He sounded oh, like he had like he sounded like he had wow. four voice boxes. <laughs> you know, uh, like he a, had throat like cancer. Something was going on there. Going on there. Yeah. He took Mike Shoe's radio advice with the smoking. Oh, there you Stupid go. Smoke. You'll have a silky voice. Mental. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's. Good day, Isaiah, Mike, and uh, not Josh Dolan. I hate. Hot cups of tea and treats. I mean, and snakes <laughs> and everything else in the world. You goddamn Adrian Monk wannabe. Anyway, my job for you this week is name the all-time favorite Patriots team from all eras, minus Tom Brady. Fuck Brady. Okay, oh. and go stick the kid. Okay, and go. What did he want? Favorite he, he, Patriots he, team minus Tom Brady. Oh, I so, thought it was another movie. He sent us down a movie rabbit hole one week. Yeah, I had to vlog about Wait, it. Th that was good. That was good. We can, we can discuss that. Team. Well, it has to be the one with uh, Jim Plunkett back in the late 70s when they were the worst football team in the world. <laughs> right. Everybody should go back and watch those games if they that can. That one they Fenway? You know, and just remember how Schaefer bad Stadium. the Patriots Awful. were, right? Schaefer Stadium. Schaefer how bad Stadium. the Patriots were for so long. The Patriots were so bad that when I was a kid, WPIX Channel 11 out of New York would come in. My parents were from New York, and I would flip it over. And that's when I first saw the big tuna, Phil Simms. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, Mark Bavaro went to my high school, and I started watching fucking Giants games. The Patriots were so bad. I had oh, no yeah. issue with the Giants until they beat us twice in the Super Bowl. <laughs> now we're done. <laughs> Now we're done. We don't, we don't need to talk about that. No, we don't. We don't. It's we hard don't. enough. It's yeah. it's friggin' awesome. I can't wait till football starts so I can see Brady and Gronk out there just kicking ass and having oh. a great time. I'm excited the, for Cam Newton. The millions right? of crying Patriots. Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm very excited to see how that's Cam exciting. Does well, no, I'm glad they did that check. because now we don't have to have that conversation. You're right. There are so many like pink hat whiny bitchy Patriots fans that'll just good for you, right. Tom. You gave us 20 years. Go yeah, fucking play in Florida. He retired to Florida. He retired I'm glad to Florida that we don't have Florida. to sit through a, 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 you know, a season of ripping apart Stidham. Now, first of all, Newton's got to get the starting role, but Cam Newton's a totally different fucking cat. Yeah, He's 31 years old. He can move, and yep. there's no comparing. Don't. Right. It's a different person. Shut but the it's fuck under, up and he's, watch he's gotta. He's got to know how to work with Belichick. That's yes. the You could be the greatest player in the world, but if you can't work with the general, then you're, you're fired. You're not there for long. He yeah. looks he's good doing, in a romper, though. 
Yeah, that's true. We're gonna have the, some the, awesome the post game fucking, the post game conferences are gonna be intense. I don't know if you've been watching Cam, but every day he's putting he's doing a lot of chatting, a lot of chatting early. He's yeah. having a lot of he's good friends with Odell Beckham Jr. and they have right. round tables and they're right. talking and it's like we'll read the fucking playbook and figure we'll it out see. or you'll be like fucking Ocho Cinco. Yeah. Bye bye. Well, they wrangled uh, Randy Moss. They could probably. Oh my god. So they wrangled a few. Who was the running back they got from Cincinnati way back in the day? Um, fuck, he was a total pain in the dick in Cincinnati. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, they, uh, they they kept that guy Aaron Hernandez in check too. Yeah, they Ooh. did. They did a great job with him. That one he, he had what? concussions. Let's uh, go to the next. If is there another voicemail, Josh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, hold on. Really next caller. Yes. There's one here. It says from our friend Nicole at Invoke Media, but it says the audio is not available. So I'm going to go to the next one. I don't Invoke know. Media Group did our website. Love yep. you. Thank you. BreakingTheIcePodcast.com. Let's see what this one is. There's nudes up there of Mike Shue. You know, Isaiah, no, Mike, and uh, you already played that one. Not, uh, that's the same one. And he's the producer <laughs> of the show, Carrie. Yeah, Josh is the technical genius here, which They're says not a lot. Labeled. Okay. <laughs> That's what sucks about my podcast is that when things get fucked up, I'm the only one that can take the blame. I don't have a Josh to be able to blame everything on. It's we all just yell me. At him. We call him a millennial. He screams boomer at us. He doesn't even really right. know how old we are. It just gets weird. I don't know. Your, your generation doesn't have a name, you know? Generation X. It's Look at the fuck. Generation X. X, what Josh. About? We all know that. It was Generation oh. X. X? I thought that X. was this. The, the like the college kids. Oh, that's no, generation. Boomers are sixty-five plus. X is our age. Oh, it's just the forgotten generation. Parents are generation are the baby boomers. Right. Josh, baby, Josh, didn't, Josh didn't even know that ninety-five and one twenty-eight were the same thing until like oh. three months ago. No, I didn't. Why? What? I mean, who, how the fuck don't you know these things? I because I grew up with a GPS. I just plug it in and I go where and the. You're making steps. fun of our generation when we can read maps. Yeah. I mean, right. you can read a map. I mean, you what can't is, read a fucking map. You use your fucking GPS. Generation. Took you your three generation. hours to get to my house the other day. You're using the fucking GPS in your car for fuck's sake. If your generation was an album, it'd be the one where Kiss didn't wear makeup. Nobody remembers it. That <laughs> <laughs> had their biggest hit on it. Look it up. Coming from a fucking millennial. <laughs> Jesus. Chili peppers with Navarro. Get out of here. <laughs> That's a good example. Wow. Wow. Yeah, your examples are spot on, but you're 12. <laughs> All right. Are there any more voicemails, Josh? No. Okay, good. Well, thank you for leaving those voice me uh, messages or drag mail, as we like to call drag it. You can't think of a better name. So you can leave a drag mail <laughs> if you uh, go to Breaking the Ice podcast, and it'll take you to the anchor platform where you can just hit the voice message tab. And leave us a voice message anytime you like. You're inspired at three in the morning, three in the afternoon, sitting on the can, whatever you're doing. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> leave and, us uh, a voicemail while you're taking a shit. Yeah, because oh, yeah. that's when you're really yeah. most inspired and emotional sometimes. Uh, Carrie, thank you very much for joining us here. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks yeah. for having me. I, I, I feel bad for whoever canceled on you at the last minute and I had to fill in for them, but no problem uh, anytime. That would, be, that would be Kevin Barbary. Kevin ah, fucking Barbary. I knew it. Yes, Barbary. Yeah, he's, uh, a, he's a shifty one. That. Hopefully we'll have him on next week, though. But, yeah, thank you for coming on. And, and uh, it's the Mistress Carrie podcast. It's on all the platforms. Yeah, I got. Everywhere. I finally got Pandora this week. That was nice. the last one that that I was having a hard time kind of getting. We were having some technical issues. I think that the Mistress Carrie name got me put in that. This is probably a porn podcast. Dusty. Yeah. 
but it's probably um, my fault going to Google. It's yeah, it's probably Josh's porn. fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so it's did, on you, Pandora now. You've been talking about panties, so it is kind of porny. Yeah. I know. It's on Pandora now, and uh, new episodes Wednesday. Yeah, it's on iHeartRadio.com, Google, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, Pocket Cast, Overcast. It's Undercast, oh, awesome Insidecast, Audi, Up Down. Yeah, they're all they're all out there. So that's well, new episodes congrats. every Wednesday. Thank you guys. I, I, well, I appreciate you've been working your, you've been working your ass off. At you're you're dedicated as fuck to what you do, and and it's all it's paying off. So. Congrats. And Cocktails in the War Room is when? Every, every Tuesday. Tuesday night at 8.30 live on my Facebook page. When, when things get a little more normalized and we can all be in close proximity together, mm. like we got to set the cameras up in the war room and have you guys all come in and, and yes. we'll do a whole That'd be awesome. uh, Breaking the Ice Cocktails in the War Room episode. That would be so I, much fun. I can we buy. spend the night? Well, I mean, we could probably get an Uber. Yeah, and, oh, and that, that way too? you could get home, you know, okay, that, safely okay. without living on my couch and eating meatballs for three days. That it would, would only be one night. It would only be one night. I love my That's wife. That's what you said last time. <laughs> All right, you guys. Hey, Carrie, again, thank you very much. Mistress Carrie Podcast. Listen to it every week. Uh, also, uh, Breaking the Ice Podcast. We want to thank our sponsors again Garage Doors Plus, Boston Exterior Remodeling. Uh, Wolfpack Coffee USA and Invoke Media Group, who uh, does our website, breakingtheicepodcast.com, where you can go and listen to all of the episodes. If you missed one, you can check out the blogs and more importantly, check out the merchandise that Josh Dolan, the merch empire he is creating, yeah. is happening before your eyes. It only takes nine weeks podcast. when you order a t shirt to get here. It's really fucking. Oh, yeah. This one is handmade by 12 year old children in Thailand. So it's. You need my mom and my godmother to pack them for you because they were machines with the cocktails in the war room shirts. Oh, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the packing, it's the getting the fucking things here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but check out the merch page on the uh, breakingtheicepodcast.com. All right, guys. Thank uh, you, Carrie. Carrie, thank you. Again. Good luck. Thanks for we'll having me. And Bye, all guys. The, let's all do the Zoom reach where we try to find the leave oh, meeting button and we leave it. The- oh, I was, I'm grabbing my own boob over here. Whoa. I didn't feel like a Muppet. Very, this is very hot for like Jim Henson. <laughs>